Happy New Year's, Utah football fans. And with the arrival of the new year, it means it's officially time for the 2023 Rose Bowl. It's game day. We're talking all things Utes versus the Nittany Lions on today's Locked on Utes. You are Locked on Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Appreciate all of you who have helped us reach over 850 subscribers now on YouTube. You guys can interact with us in the YouTube comments or on social media. You can follow me at JT Wistersill or at Locked On Utes. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. On today's show, we're going to be talking about what to expect out of game day from the Utes taking on Penn State this afternoon. Also, the coaching matchup in this one, James Franklin taking on Kyle Whittingham. And a couple of bold predictions to close it out. And in order to do that, we have someone live from Pasadena. It's our friend Josh Furlong of KSL.com. And Josh, when talking about this game, I think we've just been talking and waiting about, waiting for it for so long. It's so great for it to finally be here. And having, I know you've had the opportunity to talk with some of the players, too. I can't even imagine how amped up these guys are and ready to go because it's the reasons guys like Cam, Cam Rising, so many of these players came back is to have an opportunity to win another Rose Bowl, and that opportunity is finally here today. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where the players are kind of all business mode, right? Like they're having fun. There's been a lot of different things that they can do that's it's been, uh, you know, kind of take their mind off of the game. Um, but, you know, a lot of the players that I've talked to is, you know, last year they say it was their fun time. This year is the time to win. So uh, it, it's interesting to kind of see that mindset from them. It's it's very much so businesslike and, and kind of getting them ready for, for what that bowl game is going to be. Something I talked about a lot throughout the past week is how last year really did feel like it was one. It was a great opportunity for Utah, and they obviously showed up ready to go. But even though they lost the game, it felt like it was such a win in terms of for the program overall. Obviously, the players didn't take that way. Take it that way. They were very frustrated and want this opportunity to come back. But it does seem like it is kind of a different Aurora just from the things I've seen coming out of Pasadena in this one. And I think Josh, one of the other things I'm curious to ask you about is you obviously have been covering this team for a few years now and looking at this, just the position they're in to win a Rose bowl, their second consecutive PAC 12 championship, their second time playing in this game. Are you surprised that they're in this position or did you feel like this was always something that under the guidance of Kyle Whittingham, this program was going to reach? Uh, maybe not like, like the, the status that it is right now. Right. I mean, I think we always saw that Kyle was, was building something, um, it was it was gradual. It wasn't you know like a USD where you're just going to throw a bunch of cash and, and a bunch of transfer portal people in and, and and build something. This is something that Kyle's been trying to build the right way and trying to build it in a way that would be sustainable. So, I, from that standpoint, I don't know if we all expected them, you know, especially ten plus years outside of the Mountain West Conference, that they'd be in this position. But you know, I think where they're at right now, I think it has become the expectation, right? Like before the season started, I think the Rose Bowl was definitely. A, a destination that they thought that they could get to. And, and although the season, you know, maybe didn't start out that way and it didn't work out the way that they had hoped, they still managed a way to get here and, and find a way to do it. So, you know, look, I think this is, it's kind of the expectations. I don't, you know, I don't think a new year six is, is the, the bar that people have to clear every year to be able to do, do that. But I think you're going to start seeing this as more of the, 
um, kind of the, the destination that Utah is aiming for every single year and, and hoping to get to. And, and once the 12 team playoffs expands, I mean, I think that that kind of changes things as well. So um, I think, I think this is kind of where they're at. You're seeing that from the fan base, everybody's kind of looking at this as kind of their expectations. And so uh, trying to go back to, you know, an eight win season doesn't necessarily feel like a, a great spot anymore. Yeah, it has definitely the bar feels like it has been raised and it's because of the contributions of guys like Clark Phillips and Dalton Kincaid, who of course won't be playing in the Rose Bowl, difficult losses for both sides. When it comes to first looking at how you replace Dalton, I think it's very similar to the Pac-12 championship game for the Utes where Dalton was a part of that victory, but he wasn't, it wasn't the first time they saw USC where him and Cam literally put the team on their back basically and carried them to a win. It was more like just a contribution from Dalton as he converted a couple third downs the team needed to, but I mean, I think if he had that touchdown down drop that, that Jalen Dixon had to scoop up there too. So I feel like offensively, it's really going to have to be a by committee thing for this Utah team. We expect Devon Vele to be back up to strength, I believe, last last I checked. So should be a guy too that Cam still has at least one of his guys out there. And then defensively, I feel like Sione Vaki is the guy I'm really looking at to step up on the outside while Zamaya Vaughn and JT Braun take on JT Broughton, excuse me, take on the top matchups on the outside, but with Penn State being down Parker Washington, as well as their top defensive back in Joey Porter Jr. Feels like both these teams are down some guys, but both of them being the talented programs they are, have the players necessary to replace and fill in for those talented players. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things where, you know, it, it's the true definition of what Utah likes to preach of next man up, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, they feel much better about it this year than they did last year, right? Like, you, you go through your cornerback depth last year and you're pulling a guy over like Mackay Bernard to, to you know a running back to be able to play corner that's not necessarily the case this year now that doesn't mean that the production of you know a Brant Heathy or a Clark Phillips or a Dalton Kincaid won't be missed in this game uh, it, it's just more Utah's been able to kind of absorb the hits a little bit more they've they've built to this in the recruiting you know going back to that question that you asked earlier this is what Kyle's been building to, right? Like yeah. in years past, it was like you, you lose a guy like Clark Phillips and, in, in, you know, to go to the NFL draft for this bowl game. And that's huge. That's that, that, that ends maybe your, your opportunity as a defense. Now, you know, it's, it, it's not that that can't be a worry, but you've got guys that, that they can step in. So, I mean, on the tight end side, you've got Thomas Yasmin, who's obviously been able to show what he can do. You know, like you mentioned, Zamaya Vaughn, JT Broughton, Sione Baki. Like these are guys that, that, Although they may not have as much experience as some of the the guys ahead of them, they've got they've got the uh, the know how and the ability to be able to do it, and they've they've contributed in key roles. So um, it, it's kind of an interesting take, you know, a few years removed from where Utah really didn't have depth. Where you, you know, I remember years ago when I you know somebody um, would uh, get injured or something like that, it, it became like a, a game changer for the season, and I'd have to write about how this is going to change. Whereas now it's it's just kind of an afterthought and and it, it's kind of a different state of being. So uh, it, it's a good place for Utah to be. Look, they you know they have to scheme a little differently, maybe not a ton because they've got Thomas Yasmin and you've got different things. But um, I you know I think they're going to be fine. And, and and this isn't an area where Utah's necessarily worried. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. It seems like this team is preaching confidence still. I think one thing that's also interesting as it pertains to this matchup is obviously Penn State being a very talented team, but they have lost their two best games. Of course, those two college football playoff teams in this one, both these teams kind of making it an interesting routes. Um, when you think about Utah being a three loss team, they didn't even control their own destiny to get into the Pac-12 championship game. As I mentioned, Penn State not even playing in their conference championship and finding it out here. But I think the one thing that really excites a lot of people about this game is compared to last year was Ohio State. It was a letdown for them to be in the Rose Bowl. And it's sounds crazy to stay out loud, but when you have two of the top 15 players in the NFL draft opting out 
for obvious reasons. And you have a couple of guys opting out of this one too. You could just feel like it didn't mean as much to them. And they got the historic performances from Jackson Smith and Jigba and CJ Stroud too. But it really does feel like both teams and fan bases, this would mean so much to them. And is that the sense you get talking to the players and the coaches too, Josh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for, for Utah, especially, you know, they want to come back and they want to win this, right? Like this is, this, the novelty's not off. They, they want to be able to get there, you know, but even for Penn State, I mean, for all the winning that Penn State's done over their, their long, you know, winning under Joe Pa and all that other stuff, like this is only their fifth Rose Bowl. So, I mean, this is, this is an experience for them. And, you know, it's, it's, it's an opportunity where two fan bases are going to be exciting. You got two, you know, football teams that are excited to play each other. And they both, both both basically mirror each other in, in kind of their approach on how they do things. So it, it, it's a great opportunity to be able to have two teams that really want to be here. They, they're excited about where they're at and, and kind of what, what the possibilities could be um, with a win, right? Like, I mean, I think both programs can find various successes with a win. Um, but, I, but I think you're, you're seeing for at least a Utah team that this very much so is a business mindset, right? They, they want to come in here. They don't like, especially the defensive side, they don't like that everybody praises Ohio state for, for what they did and, and everything that way they want to show what this Utah defense is about and they, they don't want to be kind of put, put aside. So uh, I'm intrigued to see it. Look, I mean, last year was an incredibly fun Rose bowl to attend Mm -hmm. and and it was one of the greats of of all time, but now you've got two teams that really want to be there. You know, math mouse, math. I can't even talk today. I'm sorry. (laughs) Smash mouth football, you know, guys that want to be able to, to really show their, their physicality on, on both sides of the ball. And, it's it's everything that you want to ask for, especially in a Rose Bowl game. Yeah, it should be another great one. I think a very different game, too. And we're going to talk about why this game should be very different in a moment. But Josh mentioned businesses. So we got to talk about our friends at LinkedIn Talent Solutions. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Make sure you guys head over and add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. There are tons of great candidates ready to work for you guys. You can view their references, their resumes, and communicate back and forth with them easily on LinkedIn. There's simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. Josh, I think one of the really fun things about this matchup is the coaching matchup. When you look at the programs that both Kyle Whittingham and James Franklin have built, I think they're two of the more respected coaches in college football. I know there was a time even last year where we could have been getting this matchup a lot more because at some point there were rumors popping up that Franklin was in the running for the USC job. He shut that down quickly, stayed with Penn State at this point, and now they we get this matchup regardless in a Rose Bowl. When you're looking at both of these coaches, what stands out to you the most? Because I think for me, it is how disciplined they are and how they've kind of been able to transform their programs in a new era of college football. When you've seen a lot of coaches who have been longer tenured struggle to adjust. Yeah, I think, you know, they're they're similar in the sense that they bring a a specific culture to their various uh, their programs. Right. Um, Obviously, Penn State has more of the blue blood uh, pedigree and and being able to be at the top of college football. And so that naturally brings some cachet that, that, you know, Utah still hasn't, hasn't obtained, but I think beyond all that, you know, it's, it's not necessarily the glitz and the glamor you're not trying to be showy like a USC or an Alabama or different things that way. 
they're, they're, they're building a culture of, of guys that work hard. You know, everybody likes to say, bring their lunch pail to work. Right. Like, I don't, I don't think it's fully that hard nosed and, and, and that, but I think it, it is that style where, you know, you, you want to be able to be coached up hard. You want to be able to be disciplined in a way that is, is encouraging and inviting while still getting better on the field. Right. Like you, you see two programs that, that really kind of do it the right way in terms of, of how, you can just build camaraderie and, and, and chemistry and teamwork. So it, it, it's funny as you, you look at these two teams, they very much are similar, right? Like there is a lot of that stuff in the way that they build each other up and, and kind of their, their, their focus on different things. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because neither coach really wants to steal the, the, the spotlight. They're, they're both happy to let their players speak for them. Um, so it's it's just kind of two good programs that are going to go after each other in a in a in a great game. And it should be a fantastic game, and it's because of the coaching matchup we have, and not just the head coaches too. When you're looking at the coordinator matchups, I think Morgan Scally, Utah fans know what a great defensive coordinator he is. I think he put on an absolute masterclass in the Pac-12 championship game with all the different pressures and looks he threw at the Trojans. That as soon as Caleb Williams got hurt, it was kind of like a shark. It was like they kind of smelled the blood in the water, and they just went full force after him. And then looking at offensively, what Mike Yorch has done with his Nittany Lions team too, the freshman running backs. Obviously, Sean Clifford has a lot of experience too. It's a very good offensive line, but I think the thing that excites me most about this matchup is to see the game plan that Morgan Scally comes up with early on. And then after that, seeing how Penn State, which is what they're able to do in terms of this is a team that we know they like to run the ball and they have an intimidating offensive line in terms of just their Utah's front four versus Penn State's offensive line. I would give the advantage to Penn State. But then when you get in those third and long situations, all the craziness that Morgan Scally is going to bring in terms of blitzes and pressure, I think is what really makes this one interesting. And it's going to be a lot of fun because we'll get to the defensive coordinator for the Nittany Lions in Manny Diaz in a second and then talk about Andy Ludwig too but specifically looking at Scally versus Urich I think this is going to be a great matchup yeah this is this is one of those areas that you know Scally has a lot of confidence in and, and that doesn't mean that Utah can't get beat here right um, but this is an area where Scally feels like he's he's seen all sorts of offenses out there he's been able to especially in the Pac-12 where you know there's a lot more high-powered offenses and, and different things that way that that they're able to to really focus in on on what they need to do, right? And and this is an area where, you know, Penn State can beat Utah in the sense of a run game, right? Except Utah traditionally tries to stop the run first and then everything else comes after that. So I don't want to say that this necessarily, you know, bodes well for Utah because these are two dynamic freshman running backs that, that are great. You know, one is almost a thousand yard rusher. The other, I believe it was 800 yards rushing. So they're, they're both explosive. They can do a lot of great things. Um, and it's it's really going to take Scally trying to figure out how to dial up pressures, trying to dial up blitzes, trying to be able to do that while still kind of keeping that sound assignment and and not getting burned by an, an experienced quarterback who who he's not he's not necessarily the most flashy guy out there, right? Like you think of Sean Clifford as a consistent game manager type quarterback, mm-hmm. but that's exactly what can burn you in the sense that you know he he can he can do some damage, especially if you are keying in too much on the run game or loading the box up too much. So. Um, like you said, this is going to be an interesting dynamic for Morgan Scally. And, you know, I, he tends to, to find ways to be able to kind of scheme to whatever works. And I, and I think that's going to be quite the fun matchup to be able to watch this year, especially with that offensive line that gels really well. There's not going to be necessarily a lot of breakdowns and, 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 and in different things that way. 
Yeah, led by Ole Fashuno, excuse me if I mispronounced his name, the Pet State offensive lineman, all the guys they have over there. And this is going to be, we've talked about a lot, but a very different Rose Bowl compared to last season. I feel like the defensive sides of the ball, in terms of the defensive coordinators, kind of have the edge in their matchup because I look at what Manny Diaz on the other side is going to be able to do. He's got guys like Abdul Carter at the inside linebacker position. And yes, no Joey Porter Jr., but still a very talented secondary and front seven. And I think Andy Ludwig is going to have to really be creative to beat a guy in Manny Diaz who does a lot of really clever things on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I think this is one of those things where Manny Diaz has always been known as kind of a a defensive genius, right? Like Mm -hmm. when he was at Miami as a head coach, his team was always really stout in in defense. It was just their offense that couldn't do anything. And so this this isn't an issue where, you know, Penn State is going to come in and they've got a guy that doesn't know what he's doing. No, they've got a really established guy who is very good as a defensive coordinator. But you also have, you know, Andy Ludwig, who is experienced. He's been in the different conferences out there. He coached in the Big Ten, so he knows kind of how to scheme towards that. He's coached in the SEC. He's obviously been at Utah before. You know, he's he's got a whole playbook that he can utilize, and he, he's tried to throw some of that out with Utah. So this is this is an area where, you know, Andy can really kind of show maybe more of the skill that, that Utah has over Penn State. I think – all in all, I think they're pretty even, but I think when you've got somebody like Cam Rising who can kind of be more of a dynamic player, this gives Andy a lot more opportunities. Um, and so I, I, I'm curious to see what he does. He, he too, you know, in his, in his own way, kind of seemed a little confident about his matchups. Um, he's, he said that, you know, even without Dalton Kincaid out there, they just have to change a little bit of the look, but they feel feel confident in what they're, they're going to be able to operate. So, you know, I'm, I, I don't want to sit here and say that this this confidence that this team and the coaches are bringing necessarily is going to translate to a win, but you're seeing a team that isn't rattled by a physical defense and and rattled by what Penn State's able to bring. They they see a lot of opportunities in this game, and um, you know we'll we'll see we'll see on Monday whether whether that's the case or not. But um, I think right now they feel like they've got I don't want to say an upper hand, but I think they've got a good blueprint for what they they think can can be a be success on monday well college football is so crazy because you think about the last time we saw this utah team it was december 2nd i want to say and now we're going to see them literally a month later they've had the opportunity and they found out i believe it was the fourth they found out they were playing penn state so they have had these two teams had over a month to prepare for each other so i think that's the risk is you talk about over preparing and over watching film and trying to figure out every minute detail it's something sean mcveigh mentioned in his first super bowl go around against the new england patriots do you what kind of different things do you think we'll see from both sides of the team that we that we haven't seen yet on the season or do you think they are going to really try to play their brand of football with maybe small wrinkles worked in because to me that's what it feels like it's going to be but i gotta believe they have a couple things drawn up because look they haven't had enough time if they want to to watch every single snap that penn state has played this year at least three times yeah yeah i don't i don't think there's going to be necessarily wholesale changes right i mean that's that's hard for teams to to do and and you want you want guys to feel comfortable in, in being out on the field right and and as much as being out on the practice field for a month can kind of help it, it completely changes once you get into the game so there's going to definitely be some small wrinkles and and maybe there could be some bigger changes but i i doubt it i think both teams are going to kind of stick to their game plan and kind of stick to what they they know um but I, but i think like you mentioned like this gives them an opportunity to say okay hey maybe we were weak in this area or we saw a a, a weakness in in this let's exploit it this way and maybe a little different. So look, I, this is, this is one of those areas where it's more trying to keep players engaged into the game plan. And it's not that you're not, but when you're practicing for a month and the same things and the same practices, you know, I asked Andy Ludwig that today, 
And he just said, look, like the, the same things that we're practicing today is exactly the same thing that we practiced last week. Like there's nothing different. So it's just keeping guys engaged and making sure that they're ready and, and making the necessary progress while still, you know, trying to improve and, and trying to get that slight edge. So um, it, it'll be interesting. I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of change. Um, maybe you'll see some different looks, but based on, on my conversations with the coaches this week, I, I think it's going to be pretty similar to what you've, you've seen this year. One thing's for sure, both these teams are going to be extremely well-prepared going into this matchup. We're going to come back in a moment and talk about some bold predictions we have for this game. But first, got to talk to you guys about our friends of BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis all season long. You can get the latest odds, trends for every professional amateur league out there. Pro football, there's still a couple of good college bowl games you guys can get in on the action of. Also, NBA, college basketball, NHL, they've got it all at BetOnline. So if you guys love sports podcasts, you can find those too. And of course, if you love getting in on always the fastest and easiest betting info you can head to bet online head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts also got to talk to you guys about our friends at uccu uccu is offering a 15 month savings certificate with an incredibly high apy of 4.00 percent plus you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate once again it's a limited offer and they have a variety of terms and options to match your specific needs it's an incredible opportunity for people who want to build their savings with a uccu savings certificate you simply make one deposit then let your money grow and grow and grow with a fixed rate of return that's much higher than a standard savings account so make sure you guys visit uccu.com to learn more or get a savings certificate today once again it's a limited time offer a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high apy of 4.00 percent uccu love where you bank so josh coming back into this one i think before we dive back into the game i do got to ask you something quickly because obviously there's been a lot of chatter around if this will be cam rising's final game you were the one who asked him the question of hey is this going to be your final game back when we were on stanford which feels like forever ago in utah's final home game talking to cam this week and maybe a couple of the other guys too do you get the sense that it's going to be or is he still trying to keep it coy and close to the vest uh he's definitely keeping it close to the vest but based on kind of what I've heard, I, my my understanding is that he probably will be coming back. Um, him and a bunch of other players will be uh, running it back, so to speak, is kind of what they say. Um, I, I asked Thomas Yasman today, and he said that uh, he's leaning towards coming back after pretty much being a, a guarantee that he was leaving. Um, but there's there's quite a, a bit of rumblings that there's going to be a lot of these guys back, and you know, and this is a great opportunity for Utah to be able to get a win in the Rose Bowl, but then try to do it again next year and be highly ranked. So, look, if Cam comes back, I think that's kind of the linchpin and a lot of these guys actually deciding. Devon Bailey said he's now leaning, um, coming back. Makai Bernard's made his decision, but he hasn't announced it, he said. Uh, Braden Daniels is about the only one that's an early and you know player outside of Clark Phillips that, that will be will be leaving to the NFL, but he's he's got an opportunity to go get paid right now. So, Look, I, I think this is an area where Cam's going to keep it close to the vest. He doesn't want to distract from from the mm-hmm. game. You know, maybe maybe there's a chance that he he sends out something on the day of the bowl game and just kind of throws it out there just to kind of get people excited. But um, I would imagine that this doesn't come until after the the game. And um, if look, if he does come back, like I suspect that he is, I mean, I think this puts Utah in a prime position against uh, you know some really good, talented quarterbacks in, mm-hmm. in the Pac-12 and. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested to see it again, especially with Washington come, you know, being able to play Utah next year, you get Michael Penix Jr. So I, I think it'll be a great opportunity, but if not, look, you've got, you've got some guys in the background that are going to be okay. You've got Nate Johnson, Bryson Barnes. So 
uh, it'll it'll be different, that's for sure. But I think if they can keep Cam, I think that that absolutely gives Utah some instant credibility going into next year. For sure, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out too. Because obviously, if Cam did does end up coming back, he wants it to be coming off the success of a Rose Bowl, and that we don't have, to, and then not having to do the whole revenge narrative and making it back there again. And that's what's going to be interesting to see how tonight's game plays out. So, Josh, it's bold predictions time. I've been going back and forth on trying to figure out a bold one all week, basically, because we've just been breaking down this game so much. I'll say this: I actually Cam surprised. I think when a lot of people look back at the Rose Bowl last year, you think Cam threw for like 300 yards in that crazy game. He actually threw only threw for over 200. I think this is going to be a lower scoring game for Utah and Cam was also very effective with his legs last year which we should see more of him running the football since he has gotten healthier since the last time we saw him in the Pac-12 championship game something's going to be interesting to monitor as his legs whenever this team gets in those short yard situations they turn to him as their best option to move the chains something to watch for in this one but looking at it for Utah I really think Cam's going to have an outstanding game and I think he's going to be even better than he was last year I think he's going to throw for 300 yards in this one it's going to be a lower scoring game because we won't have the craziness of a Covey return uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba won't be out they're going nuts in this one. So I really think Cam is going to have an outstanding game. And I think he's going to toss three touchdowns in this one and over 300 yards passing for Cam rising against an even better defense. That's a pretty bold claim, I will say. But I think I think it is attainable, right? Like, I think it'll be harder. Um, but he's got guys that he can do that. Um, for, for me, I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm going to say that Sione Vaki gets a, an interception this like year. Um, he, I don't know if it'll be a pick six, but like mm-hmm. I'm going to just predict that he gets an interception. Uh, he's been close. He's he's found a way to be able to insert himself in as more of a nickel, um, and and he's he's found a way to see the field. and And really, the coaching staff has has wanted him on the field um, because he's he's just been so dynamic. So um, I think he's going to position himself to to kind of be that that X factor on the team. You're going to have a, a consistency of Maya Vaughn, JT Broughton, and all that. But I think you're going to get somebody like Sione Baki who who can easily be a difference maker. And, and that's going to be a key opportunity in this game, especially if you can come down with an interception against Sean Clifford. He was a huge difference maker in the Pac-12 championship game. I think that's a great one. I absolutely love it. And I think Utah fans will too, if the Utes are able to ball out on both sides of the ball and get a gritty Rose Bowl win. Josh, if people are looking for a little bit of information before the game, where should they head over to? Yeah, you can check us out on KSL.com. Um, that's where I post most of my stuff. But for in-game stuff or things that are happening instantly, you know, you can follow me on Twitter at J4KSL. I try to update people as much as possible and try to give you the sights and sounds of what's going on. So uh, happy to interact and, and talk with you and, and hopefully that I can you know provide some content that gives the fans kind of what they need is, uh, you know, if they're at the game or not. So uh, I, I look forward to it. Well, we appreciate you doing exactly that for the past 25 minutes. Josh, always great having you on. Best of luck with your coverage in Pasadena. Also want to thank all you guys for listening all week long. We've been rolling out pot after pot here on Lockdown Utes in preparation for the granddaddy of them all, and it is finally here. It's the Utes taking on the Nittany Lions of Penn State. It's going to be an outstanding game, and we can't thank you enough for supporting this channel. Also, if you're in the market for a second listen every day, make sure you guys check out Lockdown Sports today. The biggest stories in sports, the take of the day, the biggest game recaps, it's all available on Locked On Sports Today. Expert insight analysis breaking it all down available on youtube odyssey or wherever you get your podcast big thanks to josh furlong once again for joining us on the show utah fans have a great monday and enjoy the rose bowl